Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Lauren Benward, who is the proprietor of Beltane Ranch. She will also be featured in our Wine Country Women Heritage Families book, which is due out in 2021. Lauren, so much fun to sit down here on the front porch of Beltane Ranch. Or the Beltane House. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Michelle. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. It's a beautiful day. So I can't wait to just kind of kick back here (laughs) and ask you a whole bunch of questions. I'm ready. You have a fascinating background. (laughs) You went to college on a volleyball scholarship. Yeah. And then you went off and had a career before you landed back at your family's ranch here. So can you talk about the your first career? path, I guess. <laughs> I went to college at the University of Arizona. It was my dream to play volleyball in what was then the Pac-10, now the Pac-12. Um, so Arizona, also uh, my mom went there, my dad went there. Uh, so I went to University of Arizona, played uh, Division One volleyball. That was a dream and a passion of mine for a long time. I got to play on the U.S. national team for a summer, um, play with uh, Carrie Walsh and Misty um, May and some like volleyball superstars. So that was a, a dream and a pleasure. Um, My final year, I studied abroad in Florence, Italy, and uh, fell in love with, you know, the cross where experience and history and design and food and wine meet, really, um, sort of just the magic that can happen. Yeah, and Florence is all about that. I for mean, sure yeah it's kind of the it's like the crossroads of yeah. everything <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it's dreamy uh yeah so in Florence I just felt so inspired I, I had a wonderful um time studying there uh soaked it all up and uh, my my major was uh, in art history and design um as well as like visual merchandising and business um I always loved what we do here but I knew we needed some business in there somewhere uh, and so I had a great time there, and I got an internship uh, in New York City, working for W Magazine, um, covering, uh, you know, the magazine covers art and fashion and design and food and wine and all that great stuff. So what a fabulous job. Oh, my gosh. Why would you ever leave? Uh, I mean, <laughs> however, if you were here, you'd know why she left. But, I mean, what a fun job, especially a first career job. Right? Uh, it was amazing. Um, I'm not made a lot of great connections and friends and a lot of great experience. It was kind of the Devil Wars Prada time and we worked hard and lived in these tiny apartments and, you know, lived the New York City life. It was a lot of fun. Sure. So how did your family persuade you to come back <laughs> um, <laughs> to Sonoma Valley here? Yeah. Oh, um, I'm fortunate. I'm, you know, we have a, a small a family, a close family and um, my mom and my brother and and I are really kind of tight in what we do. Um, you know, I always had a part of my heart here. I just kind of needed to go and see. You know, I grew up at, uh, here on the ranch, and it was, you know, s- 
hard to get place that you know it's a, a rural area right. uh, especially back then it was a lot more rustic if you will and I needed to go and see all the bright lights of the big city right um, so it was a great experience but they um I had the opportunity to kind of look at what we could do and map it out um around kind of 2005 we started talking and took us a couple of years of kind of dreaming and planning and saving uh, and I started coming back and just kind of thinking well how could I help a little bit you know maybe we need a website maybe we need to you know take credit cards <laughs> it's, it's kind of crazy to think it was in the recent feature that we didn't have all those things right um, or we didn't have them at the level that we we needed could them. we needed right. them yeah um so I got to help out a little bit and bit by bit we started working and came up with a, a dream to you know as a long time grape growing family to finally take our grapes really all the way through and and be able to have a wine to share I do want to dive in and talk about everything that is Beltane Ranch. But before we go there, whose idea was it to build this ranch and and have orchards and livestock and inn and wines? Who who dreamed all this up? Uh, we are so fortunate to have this opportunity and the the vision came long before my family's time here. Um, it can be accredited to a couple like pretty remarkable personalities. Um, one was John Drummond, the gentleman that first planted our vineyard in 1879. Incredible pioneer viticulturist, um, innovator, an exciting time here in Sonoma. Um, uh, but he died suddenly. And then the real vision came from an incredible woman, uh, a black woman from outside New Orleans named Mary Ellen Pleasant, a profound abolitionist and an astute businesswoman. Um, she had a hospitality empire in San Francisco um, of restaurants, hotels, laundries, brothels, uh, quicksilver wow. mines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely an incredible uh, inspiring character with a lot of a lot of power uh, but this was her vision I mean you can see her New Orleans roots in the architecture of the house um, and she was a winemaker and a chef and a hostess and she had gardens and animals and you know the, I think it's the diversity here that appeals to people that there is um, so much agricultural diversity um, and then architecture of her, you know, much of her vision and her influence is what guides what we do today. So you've just taken it way up <laughs> to the next level or it's just come a long way through yeah. the years. It's evolved. It's evolved. It, I mean, the house was built as a hospitality establishment and, at, you know, in the 1800s they had horse races and um, they were making wine and they were growing vegetables and you know, a lot of what we think of is amazing today is inspired by what was done before. Even, you know, the sustainability that is so near and dear to us and important to what we do now. These are things that we learned from our great grandparents. Sure. You know, always compost, you know, always keep animals and graze things and always tie your systems together. Don't waste anything. You know, right. Those, are, those aren't new concepts. I think just in some cases, people have forgotten to do those <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. Or it became easier to of not course, do them, right? Of course. Yeah, we're all doing our best. You've had this really storied career. You're running this ranch now with your brother. Who has provided you the best advice along the way as you've continued to create um, Beltane Ranch. Has yeah. there been a mentor that stands out or? Oh gosh, I'm so uh, fortunate for some of so many people in my life. Um, you know, we grew up, I grew up helping my mom uh, manage our vineyards 
and we grew grapes for other wineries and it was always uh, we took so much personal satisfaction in delivering the best product that we could uh, and so we always held the the winery owners and the winemakers in, in this you know position of uh, you know we were always doing our best to deliver the best to see what they would do with it and so um the uh, John Sheila's one in particular um, kind of founder of Kenwood Vineyards um, we were longtime grape farmers for um, Kenwood Vineyards and they made some amazing wines from our grapes and I always revered you know their process and and his kind words he was always very supportive of me and my family and so I always think about what a what a um, inclusive, warm, thoughtful um, operation it was when um, when I was young. How uh, how we all worked together for the best outcome. That's something that's really near and dear to me, and I, I credit that to the the culture of um, John Sheila and Mike Lee and Marty Lee at Kenwood Vineyards in in the eighties. Really, <laughs> if somebody comes here to Beltane Ranch, what can they expect? Um, <laughs> in your own words, what do you what do yeah, you think? Yeah, thank you. Um, I th- she's I think all it's choked a- up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I guess um, it's hard sometimes. I'm so immersed in it. You know, I live mm-hmm. here, and I I this is what I love. Uh, it's hard to sometimes take a step back and look at it from the outside. Um, I hope that people have an opportunity to um, take the time to soak it up and that they feel that it's personal because um, we are a really small team and we care about all the details and. Um, we we like to offer something that's authentic and um, it's personal and each experience is unique. So you were telling me earlier that you often take people out on the ranch. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What are the different experiences people yeah. can enjoy here on the property? Totally. I, I hear you. Um, for us, I love to get people hands-on to see what it actually takes. So we're a small producer of um, wines, and we believe that we are shaping them in the vineyard. Uh, The farming side is near and dear to us. That's where we came from. So getting people um, out there to to see the earth, to see the vines, to um, see what where we are in the process. Um, But we also we have a lot of passion for regenerative agriculture so we're using you know tying our systems together you know the seeing people experience uh, sheep in the vineyard you know eating the weeds and leaving behind fertilizer um it's really fun to get people out there and actually kind of feel the magic leaving behind <laughs> fertilizer <laughs> well that's one way of that's putting my, it. <laughs> you know, it's really a farm at the end of the day. It uh, is. We like to polish it up and make sure your experience is first class, but we're still farmers. Can you give me an idea what, I'm sure you get people from all walks of life, yeah. but what is like your average consumer? Totally. Who, who does that tend to be? Oh gosh, um, we are, we love to host guests of um, from all over, from all different sort of backgrounds. Um, we get a lot of international travelers, um, probably not as many this year, um, but that's always been fun for us. And we have a ton of repeat guests. We have people that remember my grandmother making breakfast for them, you know, 35 years ago. Um, we get a lot of... Uh, San Francisco, um, probably tech type people looking to for a real dramatic change, probably um, for on the weekend, you know, come up here and find some solace and some solitude. Okay, so 
When people are here, they get a chance to taste your wines. Uh, you actually poured us a little bit of your rosé, which I'm so excited about. But then they also get great home-cooked meals. And are your meals prepared from the gardens Absolutely, on the property? Yeah. We are an agriculture. Are agricult- you killing the cow that the beef <laughs> comes from? <laughs> oh my gosh. We um we are very fortunate um and committed to agricultural diversity. We are an ag preserve. Uh, we have a lot of animals on the property, but they are our grazing team. Uh, we support our responsible regenerative local farmers um for meat and cheese. Uh, and we focus on growing crops. Okay. <laughs> uh, but we also have bees. Uh, we have Lane her- beautiful heritage breed Lane hen, Lane farm eggs for us as an inn. We use a lot of eggs, you can yes. imagine. Uh, so for us, tying it all together, I, the wine is a singular expression of the vineyard, um, but it's really highlighted when you're here enjoying it under the oak trees and, you know, paired with a meal prepared by our chef with everything grown in the garden. We use all organic uh, heirloom varieties, um, you know, foods that you don't find in the grocery store. I'm going to switch gears yeah. now. Um, I- you know, you have had this diversified career. Top moment so far <laughs> for you? Oh my gosh. Uh, it's pretty cool to be sitting here with you. And um. Oh, well, <laughs> I think that was an easy answer, but I'm awfully flattered yeah. that you would think that's a top moment. Oh my gosh. Um, there's a couple of things that stand out to me, but w- I guess one would be when our community came together after the um, fire of 2017. Um, you know, we were impacted, our, our neighbors were impacted more um, significantly, uh, but we were out of power, we were out of water, uh, we were kind of a community in shambles. Um, you know, back in 2017, we were broadsided by what happened, and there wasn't, you know, a warning coming or anything. Um, and we were able to pull. Our, our club members and you know my brother is amazing he's a volunteer has a history as a volunteer firefighter um he was able to sort of pull together some really remarkable personalities and we hosted this big party in our barn we completely transformed a horse barn i mean i'm talking like pulling out the animals scraping the ground laying down fresh stuff pull we pulled everybody together and we had firefighters that fought the fire we had um neighbors we had you know homeowners of like these incredible properties um everyone came together our chef cooked this incredible meal it was just a night where we just all needed each other we needed to be together we needed to to see humans again and and you know feel it and um we we came together we put together a bunch of auction lots that were like near and dear experiences something that each of us could offer and we had an incredible local rancher his name is John Saris um a big bolt personality come out and be our auctioneer and together this incredible group of neighbors raised over fifty thousand dollars you know over the dinner table and buying each other's experiences to be able to give back to you know those that helped and and those that lost in the men's fire but the spirit behind it just couldn't it felt like our community just really came together and I think of all those faces around that table and what a special night we had Um, it felt like it was a cool thing for us to to be able to be together well I feel like we're gonna need that moment again (laughs) soon yeah (laughs) so I think people are starved to see one another yeah I realize that's kind of what my (laughs) where my mind goes Um, but we won't dwell on that learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com 
game day tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Want to have the most fans at your game day get-together? Bring an amazing IPA to complement your favorite hot wings. Chips and guacamole are a must on game day. Pair with a crisp Prosecco for the win. Ordering a meat lover's pizza for halftime? Serve with a red wine like a Spanish Rioja for a fun pairing. Whether you're hosting game day or stocking up, Total Wine & More is what you need with our ridiculous selection at our always low prices. Cheers. Let's jump into your personal life. All Although right. you've already given us a few hints, but <laughs> you could have lived anywhere when you came back to Sonoma County. Why did you choose to move on the ranch? Yeah. Oh gosh. Um. This is uh, this is who we are. This is what we do. Uh, you know, it's all kind of blurred. Uh, but I um, feel extremely, you know, fortunate to have this opportunity. Um. But you know, I I live a, in a little old house, and it feels right for me. Uh, my mom is here and, you know, my brother is uh, just nearby and I'm always available. You know, we have a, a, a historic landmark building uh, within guests all the time. You know, it's nice to have, I think, family on the property. I'm always available if anybody needs anything. If we took a step inside your home, yeah. other than a lot of little people clothes <laughs> and toys because you have two sons what else would we see yeah what's your decorating oh, style yeah thank you um i have a little old house it's part of our our family's history it was built in the 30s um it's been you know added on to but i i think it's cool i have some cool old things and i like some modern things so some sort of bohemian blend if i had a vision that's what it would be i like you know real art and old things and patina so I, I think is, I have is a there mix. a particular color that stands out oh gosh um are you just too eclectic I think it's eclectic but I kind of like simple I like wood and metal mm-hmm. and and glass I like handmade things and things from trips in but probably not a ton of color <laughs> okay that's all right you've got a probably some nice windows and you can take in all the beauty that's outside uh, yeah i ha- i we have old windows and i on the property beautiful leaded glass and yeah, don't need much more <laughs> what's your favorite room in your house oh gosh i have an old wood stove in my living room and so when you're done cooking and you get to sit by the the fire and uh take it all in i have some you know cool old beams in my house and stuff i enjoy old hardwood floors and uh, a fire okay so maybe that loving area yeah is your favorite room i think so is there a meaningful trip that you've been on that you can share i know florence definitely held a special place in your heart yeah but is there another trip that has great meaning for you that you can share absolutely uh, we needed an inspiration trip uh, and we were looking for places that we thought were kind of on the cusp of bringing the outdoors in. Uh, so we designed this trip in, uh, it was the winter of 2019. Uh, and we did Spain uh, and Morocco. Oh, fun. And Portugal. 
Uh, and it was really incredible. We flew into Portugal and we did the Douro Valley, uh, to, well, you know, where history and design and outdoors meets. Um, right. Like hiking these incredible terraced vineyards above the Douro Valley and how they do hospitality there. And, you know, these are also places that are, you know, using the outdoors and the history and the wine and the food in interesting and different ways. Olive orchards, olive groves. Um, so Morocco is like totally mind blowing. This is like my jam. Um Marrakesh and then the old ancient city of Fez and then um, we stayed in a tent a luxury tent camp in the Sahara and I mean you just can't compete with those stars and that food and that hospitality wonderful people everywhere we went incredible inspiration with you know service and olives and we tasted wines everywhere we tasted a Moroccan Sauvignon Blanc that was fantastic. It was oh, wow. so interesting. Um, yeah. And Portugal and uh, Spain, obviously amazing in, in a lot of the same ways. So uh, that was a, a big trip for us. I mean, we, we planned that for, for years, I would say. It was really, really special. How long were you gone? Three weeks. That's a lot of territory. It was. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, that would be a meaningful trip for sure. <laughs> and one that you could take a lot of best practices from and apply yeah. here. Yeah, maybe. totally. Super inspiring. Do you have any hobbies? Do you <laughs> collect anything unusual? Is there a secret of something that you did in the past <laughs> that nobody knows about that you can share? Oh, no. A secret? Or something people <laughs> might be surprised to learn oh, about. Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. Um something I'm proud of is I'm a surfer. I love to get in the water. Um, I, even here, I will put on a wetsuit and, um, I love to surf at Bolinas is my favorite wave here in, um, Northern California, right. but, uh, surfing in uh, Mexico is a getaway that is important to me. Um, so, you know, I'm a water girl. Okay. Surfing, no hobbies other than surfing. Yeah. I mean, I'll get out there when I can. Yeah. Uh, I ride horses. You do. And that's something that is really important to me. Both my boys do as well. Do you barrel race? I did do bear- some barrel racing. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Uh, but I've ri- ridden English and Western. I did hunter jumper as well. And um, I, I think that caring for horses and just being around an animal that feels your energy that way is just so amazing it's so like of taking a vacation it's also so good for kids it's so special to see them have that experience absolutely not too many people that i know of ride both western and english so to speak (laughs) you know they don't they don't cross over so i'm i'm impressed that you do You do it all. Well, I I shouldn't be because you do do it all. So I think the question should almost be, what don't you know how to do that you'd like to learn? Oh, gosh. (laughs) So many things. Is there something on the horizon that you're hoping to conquer one day that you haven't? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Like a bucket list item, maybe? I I look forward to getting just some more sort of cultural experiences in because that's something that... um, I probably missed a bit with little kids. And then this year, um, we haven't been able to, you right. know, get that. And so I'd love to get back into some more art and music. I just feel like you're this type of person that just seizes the day and does it all and takes it on and conquers it. And oh, so I, I, I had to ask that question. Um, on a more lighthearted note, yeah. we're in wine country. Other than your own wine, what do you like to drink at home? Oh, gosh. Um 
have so much fun with stuff. I love to taste wines from all over the world. Um, but my favorite wines are from right here in Sonoma Valley. And are you a wine girl or do you yeah. deviate and have a beer or a cocktail every now and then? Oh, I'll deviate on occasion. Um, but I, I prefer wine probably the majority. Well, we're going to wrap things up with five quick questions. They are extremely <laughs> lighthearted. So get ready. Oh, no. First question, what kind of car do you drive? <laughs> I drive a Jeep Wrangler. I've had the same one for 22 years. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what is your favorite flower? Oh, my gosh. Easy. Calla lily. If you were a crayon, what color <laughs> would you be? <laughs> oh, I always love turquoise. It reminds me of tropical waters and warm weather. What time do you get up in the morning? <laughs> oh, gosh, that varies. I will. I love to just relax in the morning, but I usually wake up around 6.30. Last question. What is one of your all-time favorite movies? Oh, gosh. One of them. Movie. <laughs> do you have time to watch a movie? <laughs> I, I mean, I love to enjoy movies. I'm having a hard time thinking of my favorite. Um, I guess I love some good crime when I have a ch- the opportunity. I always love the Thomas Crown Affair. Lauren, you are a delight. So full of energy, and I feel so honored to to be here with you at Beltane Ranch. Thank you so much, Michelle. This has been such a pleasure. It's really been fun. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.